you on this Tuesday night. Please don't mind my phone screaming at me. I need to silence that. And Storymaster. And Baron, possibly. And Juliet, again! I, I love that you say you're possibly Baron, as though you're not quite sure. <laughs> I'm I'm passively Baron. We does go by other names too, just not on air. Well, I mean, so do I. My favorite so part of this I. intro was the part where your phone was going off, and it sounded like part of the intro, and you could have played it off, but then you drew attention to it. Well, whatever. For long-time listeners, they know that's not part of the intro. I mean, yeah, for long-time listeners, they expect the unprofessionalism, too, so, you know. It is, it is the practical lunacy trademark, unprofessionalism, the secret ingredients. I mean, that is so true, and I am so using that clip in a promo. <laughs> yes, I did it! I made the promo! <laughs> what? Well, I mean, I, I started the archive halfway through my intro. Um, so the theme, the opening theme actually just isn't in the archive at all. So that's great. But um, the opening theme, like the usual one yes. or the song that you. Nope. The regular chose, opening like, theme. The, the regular opening theme. Right. Because welcome to the internet, I gotta say, sterling choice. Yeah, excellent. Um, it, it is a good song, yeah. Juliet, have you watched Inside yet? Inside? The, uh, the uh, special that that song comes from is fantastic, and if you haven't watched it, I would love to bundle you and Luna up and go watch that at some point. Oh, you're talking about Bo Burnham's Inside. Yes. Yeah, so I have heard uh, the the phrase Bo Burnham inside so often now that it's just lost all meaning. <laughs> that's that's great. Uh, well, I... it's it's on Netflix, and uh, it it took the internet by storm a couple of years ago for a reason. Was it a couple? Did it come out twenty twenty or twenty twenty one? Twenty twenty one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. April. Uh, <clears throat> I heard it often enough that I didn't realize for so long that it meant like a work of of media and not just like yes. a, a common phrase that people use, like a meme. I I, I think well, that it can be both. <laughs> I think that there are parts of Inside that would just be a little bit too harsh for Juliet to handle. Um, oh, if I'm being honest. Okay. Um, well, I'll take I, your word for it. I wouldn't know what that is. I I think of myself that I have a decently strong stomach, but. Oh no, it's not. It 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 it's not that it would be gross. Some of the or topics. Anything. Some of the topics that it handles can be intensely triggering to some people. Um, so de depending on what you've been through in your life, uh, yeah, there are some segments of that show that can be just deeply, deeply raw to watch. Um, 
Ah, I feel you. I follow you. Ah, I see where. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that that doesn't mean I recommend it any less. Baron's daily shilling for today will be Bo Burnham's inside. Um, <laughs> I mean, when is it not? But uh, available <laughs> on Netflix. Um, but uh, this podcast it, yeah, no, it's, it's it's rough. So go in go in prepared to uh, experience catharsis. Let's. Let's put it that way. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I mean, if you want to, to watch it, I would absolutely be willing to do that. Um, I've, I've seen it several, several times at this point. Um, for, I, the first time I, think if I, I watched saw it again, it, I'd be on time number eight. <laughs> uh, the first time that I saw it, I actually had to turn it off at one point. I was like, nope, can't do this. Yeah. Um, hmm. I'd be curious to know if that's one of those movies that are. Or shows that are only available in certain regions or not? I don't believe so. I can um, check. A, I have a VPN. Original, um, so I believe it's not region locked on Netflix. Um, being that Netflix would want a wider reach for for its uh, its original shows. Well, you uh, say that. You say that, but uh, the other day I had left my VPN on Austria. Uh, for a bit longer than uh, I needed to, and I tried to watch Better Call Saul on Netflix, uh, which I, I by the way, think is fantastic. Uh, Better the Call Saul in that show is god tier, just absolute gold. Oh yes, um, it is the, the way that they use nonverbal cues to communicate thematic elements in like literally every second of the show. Um, and like the 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 opening shot will often establish the thematic arc for the episode, and then that will come back to the closing shot in some way, whether it's the same shot or a different one. Like the the cinematography is just absolute god tier for sure in Better Call Saul. Absolutely, yes. That's a spinoff of um, Breaking, Breaking Bad, Bad, isn't it? Yes. Neither show I've watched. Well, I uh, it is a spin-off of Indies, but it also kind of blows Breaking Bad out of the water. <laughs> uh, that's a hot take. Uh, well, that is the hill that I will die on today, then. I, mean, uh, I will be shilling today for uh, Better Call Saul, available on Netflix. We, we all have hot takes here at Practical Lunacy. That's what Practical Lunacy is all about. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, should I start about Madison Square Garden? <laughs> no, no. We we should not start about Madison Square Garden. No. Okay then. For for those of you who weren't here last week to hear Juliet, Juliet is an urban planner who has a thing for transportation High systems speed rail. and while talking about the transportation system in New York, he mentioned Madison Square Garden because it's near the transit station. And it's it right just, on top of Penn Station, isn't it? It is right on top of Penn Station. Yeah. On Penn Avenue. <laughs> um, but but uh, her issue with it is that it is neither square or near a garden so and not uh, anywhere near Madison Avenue or Madison Park yeah 
And I don't believe uh, that the old man Madison was either a person from New York or a person particularly associated with the sport of basketball. Huh. Today I learned. Um, didn't somebody explain the reasoning the other day to you? Yeah, and now I can't up. remember who it was. I choose to ignore it. <laughs> Who was it? It was Nikki. Nikki! Oh, right. Oh, Nixie. Nixie. Oh, Nixie. I miss my Nixie. Yeah. Juliet, meanwhile, rejects our reality and substitutes her own. Exactly. I mean, sure. (laughs) Exactly. I I choose to believe the lie so that I can stay mad at the world. Again, Uh, this is practical lunacy. So... That's Bo Burnham's inside. You. For those days when you're mad at the world. <laughs> um, so if you are listening to the show, I know I say this all the time, but I, I just have to say it all the time. If you are listening to the show live right now as I am speaking, then you should be in our chat room, which is in our Discord server, which you can get a link to at www.practicallunacy.com by clicking on the chat menu. Um, And uh, you can be in there with all of us hosts and with other people who are listening and other people who are not listening because there's a lot of people in there that don't listen. I, I I actually have a subset um, that is a role called Luna's Friends That Don't Listen. There's there's only a couple of people under that role at this point. Um, just because at first the Luna's Friends Who Don't Listen was mainly nerdfighters. And they have their own role now, so... Uh, yeah, but, but there is still, uh, I will say that last week, um, one of the people who was listening and not in the chat did send a lovely message to, uh, the Facebook for Practical Lunacy, practicallunacy.com. You can find all of our social media links, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop plugging now. <laughs> um, All right, shall I take over the plugging? Uh, you know this what? podcast was made possible by Netflix. Watch your favorite <laughs> shows such as Bo Burnham Inside and Better Call Saul on Netflix. Not available in Austria. <laughs> Did you just say not available in Austria? Not available in Austria, no. Alright. But why did you have your VPN set to Austria? I have to know. Um, So I just set my VPN... For the aesthetic. (laughs) For the aesthetic. Yeah, for like the Austrian aesthetic. You know, just like the feeling of of, uh, Niederösterreich in my veins. Um, (laughs) No... Um, it's, uh, I set it to a different country every time, uh, just so I can see what's up, see what's happening. 
I think it's set to Belgium today. Um, okay. Uh, for the people who have just joined the server, there is a, um, you're, you have joined and are being chucked into a rules channel. Um, there are a whole bunch of rules that you have to agree to before you can access the rest of the server. Although one of the people that just joined already has a Discord ID that is already joined. So now there's just two of her. <laughs> which which oh. is fine. Um, but uh, What happened to Jody between last week and this week? What do you mean? Last week, Jody was called Jody. This week, Jody is called Buttcorn. Um, yes, that's on me. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Uh, yeah, well, when she hosted the show with us, her nick was Butter Unicorn, um, which uh, Clay, being Clay, um, shortened to Buttcorn, uh, so it just kind of stuck. So Lovely. I'm just I'm just imagining a unicorn with a butt for a face and the horn is like rising from the cleft between the cheeks. It's called a tail. Oh my god, that is disturbing. I mean, do you spend time on the internet? That's not I, that I mean disturbing. I do. I do spend time on the internet. Um, yeah, uh, so yeah, that's, that's on me that, that her Nick is buttcorn. Um, she was unaware of the fact that she could change her Nick server to server. Um, so when I told her that I was like, so I'm just going to change your Nick. And she was like, I'm cool with that. So, so yeah. Um, yes, Bar Baron spams everyone with otters, which my cat enjoys. Just, just so that everybody knows, my cat very much enjoys the otters. Watching otters juggle. I mean, the the one that you sent yesterday with the marbles. My cat was... One, one sec, I'll, I'll go grab it again. Okay, my cat was staring at the screen for like an hour. Wow. I was like... That's, that's even better than Dave's video games. I, I mean, it is. It is. Um... Rar has joined and is asking if I have any cucumbers. Um, bite me. Um, that is, you know, that is a I'd person. Rather bite a cucumber. Look, look, Rar is a person that I know from the Taste of the Goods days, and uh, so yeah, she she is a person that I know from the Taste of the Goods days when. I was an intern and sticking stuff in my vagina to see how much the vagina actually grows during uh uh climax not climax um arousal yes that's the word 
I thought it was a carrot. It it was a carrot. It was a carrot. <laughs> <laughs> um, and get the details right. <laughs> was a carrot, and it was also a candle. Uh, so and, uh... was the carrot peeled first? No, I feel like otherwise that would be thoroughly unpleasant. It was not texturally. It, it was not peeled first. Uh, it wasn't that unpleasant. Okay. Old ripping. Fair enough. Oh, cucumber I mean, at the after, restaurant. After last week, far be it from me to uh, d denigrate textured sex toys. Uh, uh, <laughs> she says cucumber at the restaurant, and that that is right. I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> when uh, when Michael and I got married. Um, I had a bachelorette party. I want to say it was in Bennigan's. I don't even know if Bennigan's still exists, but, uh, it was karaoke night and that is where we chose to have my bachelorette party. And one of the gifts that was given to me was a cucumber. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I am right. It was in Bennigan's, so... Mm. Well, I also got a book of advanced sex positions. My friends are weird, okay? I mean, would life even be interesting if they weren't? No. From I was actually having... Though, actually. From another table of... Oh, yeah! I remember that now. Because we were being loud and boisterous, and I was wearing a bride-to-be thing and the people from the next table asked the waitress to bring me a cucumber. I remember that now. <laughs> That's even better. Um, I am going to give Allie access to the rest of the server because she may just be having trouble finding the OK button. Um, yeah. Did I tell you I used to administer a Discord server? Um, I know you did, but go ahead. Um, it was a Discord server of, I, I want to say, between 3,000 and 3,500 uh, people. Uh, it was a D&D &D Discord server. And let me tell you, if you are looking for... Uh, groups of D&D &D players online, Discord is not the place to do it, because most of the people on this platform are deeply traumatized and mentally ill. All of us included. I, I mean that. Uh, and, uh, yeah, no, that was not a good time. I, uh, I spent eight months of my life ruining my passion for the best hobby I've ever had, and I haven't played since. Wow. Um, but I am a damn good Discord administrator. <laughs> I mean, I could see that when when it's, yeah, when having to manage a room of three thousand howling baboons on a daily basis who like are all trying to jockey for whatever benefits they think they can get in the uh, uh, weekly communal game. Um, I yeah. mean. I know that when we had our when when I had my um staff meeting for 
um, my Discord server when it was starting to grow, I had Baron in there as a consult. Um, because the only other person that is on my server who admins a server is Dave. And he's like, yeah, whatever. Because that's Dave's response to most things. Unless it happens to be a dwarf wearing a weird hat. Then his response I mean, is far more enthusiastic. Look, look. Deep Rock Galactic is a gem, okay? Deep hey. Rock Galactic is the best time that you can have in a cooperative video game, bar none, and everyone who plays video games on Steam should immediately go out and buy it and oh, become God, a dwarf more in stuff. a pompadour with a silly mustache and beard. Or possibly no beard to show off their turkey neck, okay? Be playing dress-up dwarf miners is just the absolute tits, okay? I, ca I can't put it any other way. The All absolute right. tits. Yeah, no, that sounds like a good way to put it. Um, so I, um, I believe you. Uh, that said, if I uh, must break a lance for good... Uh, online co-op games uh do any of you know operation tango i do not it sounds vaguely uh, military well it's not it's not i am an american soldier no <laughs> Sorry. you're not uh you're actually i, I, uh, I was referring to something else but yeah <laughs> I, I mean uh, i am a degenerate furry <laughs> there there's Actually, nobody that is currently, um, it, it, hosting that is not, uh, there, there is actually nobody hosting right now that is American. I mean, I am, but I kind of try to hide that fact, which I think I do fairly well since I'm living in, um, uh, Canada and my New York accent only comes out when I'm really pissed off. Or you've just recently returned from. I mean, is it that bad when I first get back from? Occasionally. Like, was it that bad last month? No. But you weren't there long enough. Uh, okay. When you used to go back and forth every three months or so, you used to be a little bit more prominent when you came back. Well, yeah, but I was there for three months at a time. That doesn't count. That was before I moved here. True. So so before I moved here, I couldn't pretend to be Canadian. Oh, okay. <laughs> Although I've heard that if you go to... I've, I've heard that if you go uh, overseas um, and you are American... Uh, you should always tell people that you are from Canada uh, because people like Canadians more than they like Americans. Like, that's a thing that I've actually literally heard. Um, yeah, but people are uh, bigots. Uh, oh, Baron, I do not still sound like a New Yorker. 
I do not. What? I'm fucking here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, bite me. <laughs> yes, mommy. Oh. Oh, don't don't do that. I, I know how much you hate it when I do that. Oh. Oh. Um, Rar says that she does not know who Baron is. Um, well, I mean, she would not have met me yet. Yes, you you would not have met Baron. Um, because you have not been on, on Discord. What he said. You have not been on the Discord server. Therefore, you would have not met him. Uh, I okay. met him through Discord. So, but um, Baron is here right now, and you can uh, hear what he has to say. That is true. About the next hot thing that he's going to rant about. I mean, that is true. Is... And Buckhorn said that I had <laughs> her fooled because she couldn't hear any accent except Canadian. I am a chameleon. That is is just so much truth because I remember. The first time that I went to New York after I moved to the West End, uh, it was for Christmas 2017, and I was leaving Bible study, like, right before I went, and I said, okay, I'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. Uh, I'll see you on Christmas Eve. And my pastor said, you are coming back, though, right? Like, you are coming back? And I was like, yes, of course I'm coming back. And... Uh, this girl looks at me and she says, oh, where are you going? I said, I'm, I'm going to New York for a couple of weeks for the holidays. And she goes, oh, why are you going to New York? And I said, uh, to visit my family. And she replied with, why did your family move to New York? And I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> like I moved here and she goes oh then why do you talk normal I why was like normal wow uh, Rar is not the only American there um, Ali is also American um, um, what do you call it uh, Doc is American. Lotus is American. Um, there's there's a few of them. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm trying to talk somebody through how to find the um, regular main chat. So if you're on a mobile device. Um, Got to swipe from the left. Uh, yeah, if you're on a mobile device, there's three lines up at the top right. No, left. Uh, right. Yeah, no, left. Uh, up at the top left, there are three lines. Left. If you yeah. tap on it, it'll show you. Um, yeah. So, Luna. Yes? Have you ever um, experienced a work of fiction, a, a bit of media that you have, saw? Have you ever experienced a work of fiction? No. Uh, I mean, my life may as well be a work of fiction. 
Well, truth is stranger. I was not finished say. with the question. Uh, oh, I know. I'm, I'm giving you tons of shit for trying to get me to go on a rant on command like a trained monkey earlier. How dare you? Um, Tarball has you can thrown do up it. a US I know you flag, can do it. So. I know you're very capable of it. Right? I mean, if I were to say, uh, hey, Baron, rant about the first thing that comes to your mind right now. I just did, you prick! <laughs> uh. <laughs> so, my question was, have you ever experienced, like, a, a work of fiction uh, that you thought had a most promising uh, premise, but then completely flopped on execution. Uh, yes, I have um, a few times. Which one was hers? I'm trying to think. Nixie and I watched this entire show that was so good at the beginning. So, so good. And like it ended so abysmally. We mm. were like, but why? <laughs> we were we were both sitting there like, but why? We were both sick. We were watching it to yeah, it was just like what show was this? I don't even remember. Oh, that's a bad sign. Yeah. It was something under the British section in Netflix. <laughs> that is pretty... Uh, okay, right. That narrows okay. it down to about a million more. I want to know why... By the way, I want to know why Netflix has a British drama section. Like, like why is that a thing? Because Netflix has sections. BBC dramas are like a, a BBC dramas have a flavor, you know. Yeah, I don't get. British yeah, they're like dramas. a Scandinavian crime thriller is also a genre. Oh man, <laughs> it's very true. I I did not realize this, but all of the best crime thrillers that I like that are not like. Uh, very specific exceptions happen to be Scandinavian. Now that you mention it, Netflix has opened my eyes to this. Which ones? Which ones? Name a couple. Uh, fuck. Um, I... Like the I'm, only I'm one picturing the thumbnail is... in my head right now. One, one sec. One sec. Let me... I'm gonna have to, like, go find it now. Um, Ali says The Crown is an awesome show. The Crown was indeed awesome. I, I stopped watching. I only watched the first couple of seasons, then Matt Smith left, and I stopped. Um, uh, <laughs> you should watch the rest of it. It's pretty good still. Um, uh, Rar and Ali, by the way, um, if you go to the channel marked roles you can pick a color for your nickname um or you can just tell me what color you want and i can give it to you um somebody asked about the crown um meaning next to the nicknames if you go to our website or the website for the server which is discord.practicallunacy.com it explains all of that stuff all of that stuff is explained 
So, yeah, there you go. Uh, you are saying something, Baron? I'm currently looking through Netflix to try and find the exact show that I am thinking of right now that stood <laughs> out to me. Mm. Um, and I'm not yet finding it. But I will. <laughs> so, uh, on the topic of uh, like uh, pieces of fiction that flop entirely on execution, I recently saw Mortal Engines, which uh, like the film Mortal Engines. I do not. Yeah, know. yeah I. If you like yeah. the concept of Mortal Engines, but hate uh, how it was executed, uh, an anime actually did it better. Um, I'm going to find the name of that anime. Decadence. D-E-C-A-D-E-C-E from 2020. Decadence. Uh, the whole moving city machine thing. Uh, was done far better by them than it was by Mortal Engines. Very well. Um, Wasn't Decadence one of the Mortal Engines books? I don't know, but if they uh, full-on just cribbed that for the title of the anime, that's hilarious. Because the anime has absolutely nothing to do with uh, <laughs> well, other than the concept, sort of. I Wait a love minute, Netflix that... made a Cuphead show? By the way, I love that... Uh, Sorry, that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. That's okay. I, I, I love that Baron pointed out that British sex isn't explicit, and but Corn replied with Canadian sex is explicit. Uh, I think I love that, but... I, <laughs> I'm not sure... Um, why she says that i don't know that i've had very explicit sex i mean i mean you uh, describe it explicitly enough do i is she talking about no sex explicit stuff on dramas where they I imply that it's going on and don't like how much they actually go into the gory details about what's going on or I don't fucking know <laughs> um I usually am better at following up my jokes but today is a day so but Gorn says get, she said get me not sticking sex. landing today sorry I didn't hear what uh you hey I'll I'll pick up your slack for you uh, Buckhorn says that she's had some pretty. I'll believe you when sex. it works. <laughs> um, Still didn't hear you because Baron keeps talking over you. Uh, Sorry. That's okay. I said Buckhorn says she's had some pretty explicit sex. Oh. Um, I don't know. Most of my explicit sex is like over the internet. <laughs> Does it still count? I'd say so. All right. Well, you know what? It is. It is break time. I. I. Hey. But I'm kind of slacking, and I don't have the break uh, actually queued. Uh. So. 
Hey Luna, what yeah. hook will we invent uh, to keep our listeners from listening through the break and coming back after the break? Uh, please listen to the break. It's going to have some music. Um, also, when you come back, I'm going to be high because I'm rolling a joint during the break. There. You want to stick around for that? <laughs> All right. There you go. And, um, yeah, we'll be back after these non-messages from people that sing stuff. I hate all of you people because I don't say America anymore. I say the States. So Lena lives in Canada now, and that's where the show is based. We live in igloos. We wear snowshoes all year round. Do they yes, even have yes. N64 in Canada? Yes, they have N64 in Canada. Why would you leave a store at Loblaws? Because Canada. The same <laughs> reason we ride the fucking majestic moose. Wearing our beaver hat made of a live beaver. Drinking our maple syrup. That's how we do. And we're Sarah Palin's neighbors. So listen to a former American rant with a lifelong Canadian Tuesdays and Fridays, 9pm to 11pm Eastern. Only on the internet, only right here at practicallunacy.com. If you're going to go on a rant about how we shouldn't call ourselves Americans, then at least get it right. I am the queen of lunacy! She's Luna. It's my show. And she has some interesting ideas on how the world works. Horses don't get hurt if you punch them in the face. They're horses. She goes to some interesting websites. Sexserial.com and she tells us all about them. I'm just reading this exactly as it's written. She'll tell you exactly what she wants from you. I want a cactus dog. Please do not take off your clothes and start trying to fry kittens. She's a pacifist. I'm gonna fucking hurt you. Oh my fucking god, on a fucking popsicle stick. I'm gonna have my fucking cat go over there and rip his fucking throat out with his bare fucking claws. I'm gonna have to hit him with a cattle prod. And there's nothing she's afraid to ask. Mom! My boyfriend burned a gummy bear on me during sex. How do I make it stop hurting? So listen to her Tuesdays and Fridays, 9pm Eastern, only on the internet, only at practicallunacy.com. Okay, so that was a random tangent. In your dream, you see me clear. I hope Welcome back to the show. This is still Practical Lunacy here at www.practicallunacy.com. I am still Luna. Um, I, I have always been Luna. I will always be Luna. I'm still Sir Master. I'm still Baron, potentially. <laughs> I'm still Juliet. All right. I, I I still love that you keep saying you're potentially barren. It, it's. Have you not noticed yet that it is a different adverb every time? You don't understand uh, my art. Huh? You're right. No, I I do not understand. No, last time he said possibly. This time ah. he said potentially. Ah. What's next? Probably? I don't, I don't know. 
Hey, Luna. Uh, that's this... me. Hmm? I said that's me. Yes, yes. Might this be a good time to uh, take practical lunacy in an unexpected direction with an organized segment? I mean, nothing is unexpected. All right. Julia, trying real hard by preparing bits in advance. <laughs> yes, I did. So, uh, the, the beauty of practical lunacy. Ew. Yeah, I know. The beauty of practical lunacy is that everything is uh, improvised and uh, sort of chaotic. Uh, Listen, not today. That is not entirely true. I am not all. Not everything is improvised. I do actually have prep today. I just haven't gotten to any of it. <laughs> oh well. Uh, so do I though. Um, right. So I. Uh... Consider yourself honored. You are the first host who I have ever allowed to bring your own prep. Yes. Ever. Yes, I do feel myself honored. You so, have uh, you have fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes. Okay, cool. We can do that. Uh, so just earlier this week, uh, I went uh, on a news site to like gather some news uh, items to talk about, and then later I realized, oh, this is not a news website. This is the Onion, um, and I have gathered here eleven headlines. We'll see if we'll get to all of them. Probably not. Uh, 11 headlines, articles that may or may not be from The Onion. It is up to you three to guess which ones are real and which ones are not. Are you ready? I am ready. Oh boy, here we go. Okay. Yes. So, uh, the first item here uh, is, uh, did you know that Billy McFarland, uh, the famous fraudster from Fire Festival fame, was released from prison earlier this week after serving a sentence, which he celebrated with a lavish cocktail party where he wore $700 shoes and pitched his new venture? I mean... What's his new venture? I feel like this is important information. He hasn't <laughs> announced it yet, but he says that it's gonna come back stronger than ever. I'm gonna say this one is true. That's a pretty low bar. Also, it's true. <laughs> Correct. It is true. Billy McFarland was released from jail and celebrated using a cocktail party. All right. Um, he also uh, took an interview for the New York Times uh, in which he said that he was scoping out a luxury condo in Brooklyn's east side. Oh, good Lord. All right. Being $27 million in debt. Um, but and, and I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand? I don't understand any of it. Why would you want to live in East Brooklyn? Why are there why are there upscale condos in East Brooklyn? I don't understand any of that. No, no, no. The East Side River. Okay, but so you... that's on the west side of Brooklyn. Okay, yeah, either way, it's Brooklyn. Well, so 
That's what uh, McFarland said as well. He said, uh, and I quote, I never spent much time in Brooklyn until the Brooklyn Detention Center. I was always like, I'm never going to live in Brooklyn. Now I think it's kind of nice. <laughs> so I don't know. Then. Maybe you should... <laughs> Y'all, I think my house is haunted. Oh? The, the cup that, that had my Slurpee in it just moved across the desk without me touching it. It's probably it's just, a sheen of water. That is a common occurrence on uh, condensate-laden container things. Science. What he said. Oh, shit, really? What I was trying to say. Oh, God, I tried to move it back, and it went right back to where it was. Oh, my God, I don't like this at probably all. Probably a low spot on your desk. For fuck's sake. Wipe off the bottom of the cup, and then it'll be fine. I don't want... I, what? A, a wipe off the bottom of the cup with what? My dressing gown? There's a thing of... I mean, I, I would absolutely wipe it down with my sleeve, but I'm a degenerate, so... <sighs> All right, are you ready for uh, the next article? Sure. No. With more and more people facing anxiety about potential nuclear war hitting the American homeland, Mark Cuban announces his newest startup, Radiation Bros, an iodine an iodine dispensary startup. I don't know who that is. Uh, so Mark Cuban is uh, like an American. Uh, an American media investor? I see. I'm going to go with false. And, and and I'm going with false because Buttcorn and Allie have both gone with false. So I'm just going to follow them. If they're wrong, well, fuck Oh, we you have all. an audience playing along. Okay. Of course well, the Baron, audience is, is your, playing uh... along. That's why there's a chat room. uh so so my instinct is that it's false um yeah yeah um that that definitely sounds like an onion article well it is it is an onion article well done i don't know why Um, trigger is question mark question mark question mark question mark everything like, I don't understand why he just keeps saying question mark, question mark, because I guess I don't have to understand. It's trigger. There is no... Maybe he's using emojis that you don't have. No, he's not using emojis that I don't have. He's question marking. I don't know what it does for a substitute if it can't display an emoji. So. It doesn't make a generic question mark. Uh. <coughs> Bless oh, you. My sneezes taste like weed. I might have to use that in a promo too. Uh, <laughs> pretty good. That's a pretty good one. All right. So uh, I know that here on the show we like Florida man. So I couldn't resist but look up one Florida man article. All right. Florida man arrested for setting his pet alligator onto a neighbor after a noise complaint got out of hand. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going with true for that. Uh, unfortunately, no. I made that one up. What? Uh. Seriously? Uh, 
That's I mean, just up. last week we heard we heard about someone trying to register an emotional support alligator, so that really didn't strike me as that far fetched. I mean, that is true. I do. So um, I I I do. There there was an incident at one point, by the way, where somebody went through a Wendy's drive through and threw a baby alligator into the Wendy's. <laughs> Oh. Sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> through the drive through window, they were like, Phoom. Oh, God. What? Oh, oh, God. Poor alligator. Um, I mean, it's 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 a shame, too, because I've, I've like, invented a whole story behind this Florida man uh, with a name and everything. Uh, but no, it's not true. Uh... uh... Buttcorn says, was it true or false? Um, the one that you voted for false on was false. The Florida man one was also false. So, yeah. Okay, ready for the next one? Sure, go ahead. This one is just a headline, so be quick. Avatar 4 has begun production, says James Cameron. Wait, Avatar 4? No. Was there a 2 and 3? There's a two. There isn't a three yet that I'm aware of. So I'd say that's Wait, false. There's an Avatar two. Yes. But he oh, doesn't God. even know. <laughs> that, I mean that that was an inst that was an instant false on my part. So I I don't. Yeah, care I'm about, gonna say false on that part too. I uh, regret to inform. This one is true. Oh my God. <laughs> What? I have no idea what James Cameron is doing. Um. Right, but I'm well, pretty sure that oh, Avatar the third, the third, the third Avatar movie was the Airbender one. That's that's uh, Blue People Avatar canon now, apparently. Okay, sure. No, wait, is it? Is that the? Um, I mean, I delivered that with a deadpan, but I didn't expect you to take me seriously. Ah, uh, yeah, no, I uh, I suck at reading sarcasm. Uh, well done. And you can see my face. Jeez. Yeah, uh-huh. So, um, now, one thing that was all over the news last week uh, was um, how was the death of uh, the Queen of England and all of its principalities, uh, overseas colonies, former overseas colonies, islands, etc. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the news article that was titled uh, Queen Elizabeth, dead at 96, note, do not run until fucking Queen is dead or people will lose their shit. I, I, I believe that one, um, especially in the wake of, I forget which journalist tweeted about it and then deleted the tweet and posted a retraction tweet, retra retracting their tweet about the death of the queen, <laughs> which defeats the purpose of deleting the tweet. Uh, so that happened, and I definitely believe uh, that after that, uh, that kind of headline could be quite possible. I, I don't know. Not a well, clue. maybe I can uh, read a line from that same article. I mean, 
I I have people in the chat. I have somebody saying true. I have two people saying false. I have Baron saying true. What did you say over there? Not a clue. Not a clue. So Story Master and I are firmly in the camp of maybe. Luna, have you considered forming your own opinions? <laughs> I have my own opinions on most things, but I just have no clue on this one. I, I will read one line from the article, um, which is that uh, the line also said, brackets, whoever the prime minister is now, remarked on the Queen's passing, saying, brackets, quote from the BBC. I'm firmly in the camp of maybe. So, sorry, was are are we guessing on whether this article was like publicly released before it was ready? Because like I'm still, it still sounds equally true, like e equally plausible. I mean, yeah, you're still in, in camp plausible. Yeah, I think we're just gonna have to go with what we got. What is it? Well, I got this from the Onion, so. Ooh, all huh. you truers, you're all wrong. I, I mean, to be to be fair, this game is a lot harder than it was about a decade ago. That is true. Like yeah, the, the 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 onion didn't used to have um, uh, a a Venn diagram overlap with uh, like the presidency of the United States or the mayorhood of Toronto, or the premiership of Ontario. So... Um, let's see, I have one, two, three, four, five articles left. Uh, can we do five more? Go ahead. Yeah? I'll um, allow it. So, uh, in an interview on the uh, Mar-a-Lago special master ruling, oh God. a journalist asked uh, the former FBI director, James Comey, what he thought on the issue. The former FBI chief of staff, now, now retired, said, Respectfully, no one gives a shit what I said after I biffed it so hard last time. Look, I mean, I'm not doubting that he said that, but I'm totally doubting that it was actually in a news article. Depends on the news article, but that sounds unlikely. Um, so I I'm in the I'm in the camp of false. Sounds like Storymaster is also in the camp of false. Buttcorn is yeah, in the false. camp of true. The the American oh. press has has to uh, like enforce professionalism to disguise as much as possible from the fact that they're the American media. Ooh. Unless you start off with the uh, letters of F and end with O X. F O X. Fox? Spell it Luna. out. Luna. Yeah? Luna, please. Luna. What? <laughs> don't, tell, tell me you don't know. Oh, Fox News. Okay. All right. 
Oh, right. Oh, right. Sorry, I just thought of the animal. No, 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 no. Alright, ready for another headline? No, you didn't tell us if that one was true or false. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. Um, I got it from The Onion. Aha! Like, like, damn it, Juliet. You can't do half your job. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I'm not like, as experienced as you are, my gracious host. I mean, Juliet can do half her job, but then uh, people die in terrible ur urban planning accidents. I, I mean... <laughs> terrible urban planning accidents, yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, terrible yeah like a sinkhole, a sinkhole opening up beneath the sidewalk. That's a thing that happens when urban planning goes wrong. It's not exact. No, not exactly. The thing <laughs> oh, thing yeah. Sorry. No, the Netherlands don't have sinkholes. That's my bad. Um, the uh, the 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 dike breaks and and people die in a flood. An overhead exactly. uh, no. overhead light transit system going to nowhere. Like the worst thing that can happen. She's is, getting triggered. Uh, <laughs> the worst thing that can happen is that I give permission for someone to like start like a. Uh, car dealership inside a residential neighborhood. That's the worst thing. And and then a child gets run over in front of a school. Oh, uh, Baron. Come <laughs> in on. In a tra tragic urban planning accident. Yeah, well, I guess. <laughs> I'm just Look, kind you're, of... you're American. You can handle worse news about children. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, burn. Also, like, I'm, I'm kind of just enjoying having power over Juliet right now. So. Fair. Wow, wow. Oh, that's <laughs> I mean, uh, that's a I'm, new one. I'm, I mean, we, we both know who would be on top, so. Oh, good God. Yeah, we do. <laughs> okay, continue the game, please. Okay. Um, or let me continue with... ruining everything, which is my absolute favorite thing to do. <laughs> U.S. Army recommends struggling soldiers apply for food stamps. I mean... Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, that, that is that a thing. True. Are we yeah. talking recently retired or are we talking about active service? Doesn't matter. Um... They they don't get paid they don't get paid enough as it is. Does, I copied a line from the article that says a new U.S. Army policy implores that soldiers should apply for food stamps in order to pay for their meals. Uh, you I, know I like I'm still saying this is true. That's my final answer. I want it to be false, but I'm I'm gonna land in the true camp. Although Ali says they're not eligible. Well, what, what's weird to me is like, a, like the the one thing that the American government will spend as much money on as is asked for is the American military. So the the idea that that could like be that corners could be being cut on salary, uh, despite the amount of money uh, being spent on the American military, is odd to me. But 
then I remember that Lockheed Martin exists, and I still think it's true. So. Well, yes, uh, you're correct that Lockheed Martin exists, and yes, you're correct. Uh, the U.S. Army recommends that struggling soldiers apply for food stamps. Oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, apparently inflation has... Come again? That makes me angry. Yeah. Also, you know what? Food stamps are actually called in, at least in New York. I'm not sure if they're called this elsewhere. It's called SNAP, which stands for Supplemental Nutrition... Supplemental Nutrition Access Program. SNAP. And I... What a snazzy name for something that is really so basic. I I mean... Excuse me. Yeah, but also, like... I mean... So, um, Rar and Trigger, who both live in Florida, are both saying that it's SNAP in Florida, too. I mean, the, the highest amount that they'll give you in food stamps is New York... In New York, rather, is $200 as a single person a month. And it is very hard to feed even a single person for $200 a month in New York. And that's why they started calling them supplemental nutrition. Um, Because people were complaining that, hey, we can't. We can't actually live on the amount of food stamps you're giving us. So they were like, well, it's not meant to be your only source of food income. And it's like. But if you make more than 19K a year, you can't. uh, Yeah, it's like, fuck off. I mean, as somebody who was in the system in the States. It is so frustrating. They make it impossible to get out of the system. Yeah, I mean, that is the idea. Like, <laughs> uh, but that doesn't make sense. Like, Everybody knows the dice are loaded. Everybody rolls with their fingers crossed. But Ooh, but it is, is insane. Crazy. It doesn't make any sense because I I still receive social security disability. Um, but when I still lived in the States, I also received social security supplemental income. Um, which, uh, what do you call it? Which, which was an extra, like, I don't know, $300 a month. Um... So if I made enough, but well, if I you're could... having so much trouble feeding yourself, maybe you should spend less on boom mics and avocado toast. I mean, <laughs> I could theoretically have gotten a job because you're allowed for SSD. Um, if you're receiving SSD, you're allowed to make a certain amount per month. Um, from working but if I had made enough to 
make it worth the effort of actually working, I would have been taken off of SSI and then I would have lost my medical coverage. And it's like, but why? <laughs> so everybody knows the war is over. Everybody knows the good guys lost. I, uh, yeah, I have no answer to this, uh, yeah. to this question, but why, other than that uh, the system is corrupt uh, and we should burn it down. Uh, hey, controversial take of the day. Hey, you know what? They They also paid, as part of my welfare, they paid $309 for my rent. When I was on welfare before I had my actual disability, I was being paid $75 every other week for personal expenses. I had my $200 a month for food stamps, and I was being paid $309, which was paid directly to my landlord. Yeah. That was my entirety of my welfare. And when I got put on actual disability, I had to pay it all back. Oh, dear. Oh, God. Yeah. Right. Hey, I have two more articles here. Go ahead. New California water restrictions limit shower sex. Announcing emergency regulations amid one of the state's driest years on record, the California Department of Water Resources requested all residents to limit themselves to one act of shower sex per week. Agency director Carla Nemeth added that copulation beneath running water should be kept to five minute tops. I have to say <laughs> false on that false. one. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure something odd will have come up in the California water regulations somewhere, but not that explicitly. Yes. So you're both gonna say uh, this is from the Onion? Oh, Jody, throwing shade. Minutemen won't have a problem with that. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, so we've got one dissenting true from RAR, but everybody else is saying false. False. Well, I'm very sorry to RAR then, uh, because indeed this is from the Onion. Uh, you don't have to apologize to RAR. It's 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 well, okay. It's part of the game, yeah. I am not actually sorry to RAR. Well, that's good. I see right. her still dying. I mean, if you go past That's okay. She's probably just... While, while, we're, while we're waiting for the chat, I want to uh, circle back real quick to Lockheed Martin because uh, I heard the absolute best thing today, which is uh, the hottest insult at bitchy trans oh, dinner arguments circa 2027. Sorry? The what? Sorry? I, sorry, I had a good joke and I had to inter interrupt, but go ahead. Uh, the, the hottest insult at bitchy trans dinner arguments, circa 2027. Your girlfriend's pussy was crowdfunded. Ah. But even better, the reply... No, most transes I know are way too red for this insult to track properly. Your girlfriend's pussy was paid for by your Lockheed Martin salary, on the other hand, would hit like a brick. 
Dang. I I have no answer for any of that. No. No. Um, I will uh, respond to Butcorn. Indeed, if you come in five seconds, I will also judge you. Uh, namely, I will judge you positively for saving so much water. Well done. <laughs> Look, I... I... <laughs> I can orgasm on command. Sometimes, certain people. We've noticed. But uh, you have not. I have. <laughs> Sorry, we've heard. I've heard. Others of us have noticed. Um, Buttcorn says, "I'm in a bath, saving water right now." Very good. That is not regulated by the California Water Code. Rar says she noticed. Well, I mean... She may have, actually. <laughs> uh, I mean, she, so, she, she may have been there. I just, I just want Once. to state for the record that Rar has a PFP of Harley Quinn. And I am, I am, in fact, getting Harley Quinn energy from a lot of these chat, uh, these additions to chat. All right. Okay. Uh, this is the last one, unfortunately. Go ahead. Shoji Morimoto charges one hundred and two dollar per booking to accompany his clients and do nothing. The Japanese national rents himself out to clients who want him to accompany clients and simply exist, doing nothing in particular. Mr. Morimoto told Rogers that he had handled some 4,000 sessions in the past four years. That actually weirdly sounds true to me. I'd say that's false. I am also going to say that's false. Well, Luna... It's true. Really? Shoji Morimoto uh, charges people to do nothing. Wow. Uh, which to me sounds like a pretty alright job. Uh, with a lanky build and average looks, Mr. Morimoto boasts nearly a quarter of a million followers on Twitter, which he uses to find his clients who bank on his ability to do nothing as a service to his clients. But Mr. Morimoto will not do anything. He has previously turned down offers to move a fridge because it moved, involved physical work. Wow. Um, and as he spent Wednesday doing nothing of note in Tokyo, Mr. Morimoto reflected on the bizarre nature of his job and appeared to question, an, to question a society that values productivity and derides uselessness, saying... People tend to think that my doing nothing is valuable because it's useful for others. But it's fine to really not do anything. People do not have to be useful in any specific way. So, that's kind well, of Well, alrighty. But is, isn't, he by the, isn't he by the very act of doing nothing being useful if he's getting paid for it because somebody's getting value out of it? Well, well yeah. see, that's that's his argument, right? Is that uh, the assigned value that capital provides to his doing nothing is 
ephemeral, right? It's, it doesn't mean anything. Doing nothing is valuable whether or not people get paid for it, is, is what he's arguing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's cute. But I'm not a socialist. <laughs> I don't think he's a socialist either if he's charging people to do nothing. No, um, yeah. Uh, apparently he does understand the market value of his, uh, his laziness, so. Laziness is capitalist propaganda. <laughs> ah, it is. It genuinely is, actually. Uh, here, by the way, is the link for anyone who would like to read it. All right, I'm going to read an article here um, before going to break. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of of two minds because I want to, I kind of want to read a Dear Prudence, um, which I won't do on Fridays because Trigger is here. Uh, But uh, I kind of want to read a Dear Prudence, but I also kind of want to read this article out of Pennsylvania. Um, I think we're going to do... <sighs> I, I... Actually, I think I'm going to go a totally different way. I am going to go with an article. A, re- a different article. So... This one is interesting. Um, A woman is left in shock after her fiancé insisted that her daughters could not attend their wedding. Despite his close relationship with their kids who call them, who call him their father. Uh, Child-free weddings are not uncommon. While some people dream of celebrating their big day without all of their nearest and dearest... Oh, couldn't dream, sorry, of celebrating their big day without all of their nearest and dearest around them, others prefer it if their younger relations stay at home. After all, crying babies and screaming children can be annoying at the best of times, let alone when you're trying to listen to a couple exchange their vows. However, it is less common for couples to insist on such a rule and make no exceptions if they themselves have children. One mother has been left in a horrible situation after her fiancé insisted that her daughters could not come to their wedding for this very reason. Despite sharing a close relationship with their children... The man b- with, his chi- with her children, sorry, the man believes they should stay at home. So, what did the woman do? Um, she took to Reddit because what else do you do? God, oh is no! An, is this an our relationship advice post? <laughs> no, it's an am I the asshole forum. No, of course it is. That, that yeah. was that was gonna be my guess. Am I the asshole? Yeah, of course. Uh, in her post, she says, "Before I met." Before I, 35 years old, met my fiancé, 37-year-old, I was a single mom of two girls, currently 12 and 14. I mean, like, that's not even really, like, children-children age. Come on. 
I'm sure that if, unless they're really misbehaved, I'm sure that a 12 and 14 year old can be convinced to stay quiet during the ceremony. I mean, that's kind of my point. Um, My daughters are my priority and they have been since the day they were born. And I do all I could to play both parents for them and be able to fully give them a stable life. Then Robin came around and he absolutely adored him them the day he met them. He even refers to each of them as his left eye and right eye. That's how precious they are to him. We're getting married soon. He wants a child-free wedding and promised to make all of his family commit to the rule. However, when I checked my daughter's dress shopping and came home to show him the dresses they picked for the wedding, he went quiet and pulled and pulled me into the kitchen to have a talk. I noticed something was wrong, so I asked that he tell me, so I asked why, and he told me that my daughters are also included in the no children rule. I told him those are my kids, and uh, and their mother is getting married. Of course they will want to attend. He said that if his family finds out there's going to be a problem, and they'll accuse him of being a doormat and playing favorites between them and me. I said that was unacceptable, and no matter what the rules are, my daughters are always an exception because they are my daughters. He insisted that they stay home with a babysitter, but I refused. I mean, also, what 14-year-old needs a babysitter? Like, 14-year-olds do babysit. 12-year-olds do babysitting. Um, but that's just a little nitpick. Um, but I refuse. He said it's just one day, and I'm making it a big deal. I replied that it's not just any day, but the day their mom and dad are getting married. He got angry and started pacing around saying he's trying his best to stay calm and collected, but I was making it really hard. I told him this was my final answer and he blew up and said I have no respect for him or his family and I'm acting inconsiderate. I asked him if his family are protesting about my kid's presence because I'm a single mom. He went quiet and then said, I knew how much he loves them and that I'm trying to flip the argument on him when it was me who was refusing to cooperate. He has gone quiet, not only towards me, but has grown distant from the girls as well. They are now wondering if their dad isn't speaking to them. Honestly, I'm not sure if taking this stance is the best decision, seeing how he reacted. Am I the asshole for choosing this as my hill to die on? No. Okay, so let me start off. R slash am I the asshole is uh, the worst place on Reddit. It uh, really isn't. It really it isn't. It really but, isn't. Yeah, it's declined. Okay, there are worse places on Reddit, admittedly. But it is a bad place on Reddit. Um, now, let me let me let me open open with that. Um, let me also add to that, like you're only seeing one side of the story here, uh, and it's always going to be colored towards that side. Uh, and also threats like these, just like invite us to comment on people's personal lives that we cannot possibly know about but we're gonna do so anyways because we're playing the game so here's my thoughts right on this woman's 
highly personal life. If you're gonna do a child-free wedding, and you're gonna tell all your your family that their children cannot come along, then they are going to look at you weird when your children can come along. And I think that is why, uh, why uh, future husband probably not gonna be a husband uh, would have protested. Right. I don't necessarily agree. I'm I'm in uh, camp number two of three for this uh, for this Ida post. There there are like three types of Ida post. There's um, the fake Ida post that someone is doing for attention, which is uh, I want to say like fifteen to twenty percent of the posts on that subreddit. Yeah. Um, not that it's easy in any way to estimate. I just uh, waste a lot of time at work. Um, <laughs> uh, the second type of post, which I think this is, um, is someone who is either dealing with um, uh, familial dysfunction of their own or familiar dis familial dysfunction that is like generational or being perpetrated, uh, like propagé, uh, propagated to them. Um, so, so yeah, I think this guy's family are probably weird in some way. Um, and he is taking his family's side over hers before they've even had the conversation because mm -hmm. he's got some weird stuff going on familially. Mm -hmm. That's, Here's that's my what guess. I would think, uh, in general here. Don't hold child-free weddings. Ah, uh, like, see, I I have to disagree with the answer of don't hold child-free weddings. Um, I feel like just like an an age threshold is probably completely reasonable. Yeah, and fourteen is above that threshold, as y'all have said. Yeah, yeah I I. I mean, kids that are going to sit still and, you know, whatever during the ceremony is a exception to the rule uh, for a okay, child. For a child. For... Sorry, sorry about that. But, I mean, also, there is a thing where, and this is possibly a a a um there this is possibly an option too i know when i was younger one of my youth leaders at church got married and the youth group was not invited to the wedding but was invited to the reception um for the dessert portion of the reception um and i mean so oh right it's like a hybrid of sorts huh For the yeah main ceremony yeah okay yeah so like kind of nice like jody said i think child-free weddings can be done but not when your fiance has a 12 and 14 year old 
not included. Uh, but let's be honest, a four-year-old doesn't give a shit about a wedding. And that's true. I don't think that in general, I don't think that, you know, children under the age of 10 really uh, are are going to be comfortable at a wedding or a funeral. Um, not that they can't be well behaved, but... The, they're not there for the wedding, you know, they're there because yeah. they have to be. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's reasonable, you know, for a child of that age. I I, um, I agree. But I, I mean, when you're dealing with like five-year-olds, I don't think it's reasonable to, to, uh, I mean, I don't think it's unreasonable to say, I, I really don't want five-year-olds at my wedding. Sorry. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, and and like we've reached consensus. As, as with as with as with any Ida post, the way that the conversation went down, even from her side, indicates some communication issues in the relationship already uh, yeah. that yeah. we can't that we can only speculate about. But the way that conversation went down, and the fact that like age didn't factor into it it was adversarial from the start it was not the two of them tackling the problem together it was him presenting a problem that uh he was foisting onto her right like there's all sorts of communication issues inherent in that interaction even from an objective standpoint um that, that just make me think like um it, it doesn't matter whether she's the asshole or he is uh, they're both fucking up this marriage. So, well, future marriage. Right. So Baron says, E-S-H. I, I, yes, but not about the situation that was presented more broadly. And that's not generally what people want to hear with an, with an Ida post. Um, like, no. as, as for the issue specifically, yeah, he's the asshole, if, if I'm going to come down on a side here, but like more broadly, ESH, okay. uh, which for those of you who do not browse Ita is everyone sucks here. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, ouch. Uh, All right. I give Reddit golds, kind stranger. Um, we are going to take a break. We're going to take a very quick break because it's getting late. Um, but I do want to take a break and then get on to Florida. So. We'll be back very shortly. This is not going to be a normal long break. We'll be back. This is Practical Lunacy with some lunacy for your everyday life. So we were in Denny's and I just took out my trusty phone, logged onto the Amazon app. So somehow, on some algorithm, the most commonly looked up thing on Amazon that starts with the word liquid is liquid app. I said, I don't know what that is. And, and you were she said, don't Google it. Don't do it. No. So I Googled it. If you go to Google and you type in liquid ass, it actually takes you to a website, liquidass.com. It's farts in a bottle. Why would anybody buy it? 
So if you have an ex-boyfriend that's been a jerk, you go to his place and spray it at his front oh door. My no, if you're breaking up with said boyfriend, you spray it into the furnace. Pull out the air filter, soak it down with this stuff, and then put it back in again. Oh, and by the way, beware of Chinese counterfeit liquid ass. The Chinese fake liquid ass smells like garlic and can be toxic. We want it to be non-toxic, so in case we get thirsty. So tune in Tuesdays and Fridays, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern. Only on the internet, only right here at practicallunacy.com. Welcome to the final segment of Practical Lunacy here at www.practicallunacy.com. This is still Luna here with you. And this is Storymaster, and the music's still playing. I know. Still Baron, purportedly. <laughs> and Juliet. Uh, it's the final countdown. Uh, it's the final segment. Ooh, exciting. It's the final segment. I used to actually do that. Um, but I think I'm a little bit less of a dork than I was when I started the show. I actually want to tie dorkhood back into the wedding thing real quick. Go right ahead. Uh, back in 2020, my friends Corey and Nikita had uh, an outdoor plague wedding on Zoom. Um, and it was basically just them, the minister, their parents, and, uh, like, uh, one set of kids. Um, and, uh, these kids were, I want to say, like, seven and nine-ish, just based on what you could see on the grainy camera. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so th there were two kids at this wedding ceremony, and they were, ve like, very well-behaved and, and, uh, you know, did, didn't make uh, much of any noise during the ceremony. And, uh, you know, it, luckily, because it was a plague wedding, it was uh, over uh, within a reasonable time frame for, for kids of that age. But what happened was uh, Corey and Nikita, D&D &D lovers both, decided to roll for their vows. Um, <laughs> and so Nikita made uh, herself a couple of, um, like massive uh like d20s uh 20 sided dice um I, i'm talking like um you know with with two by twos cut down to size oh um and, and like the like like uh a, like a like a solid uh i i want to say two feet um of uh of uh, like in in every direction d20 so they were massive and and they would they held them in both hands and and hucked them um and no shit cory rolled a natural 20 on her wedding vows wow, <laughs> wow. Uh, and then proceeded to deliver a natural 20 wedding vow that like legitimately had everyone in tears nikita not least um, but what, ha so the kids were very well behaved during the ceremony. Um, and then when the ceremony ended, they, they like bid farewell to everyone on zoom and said, said, you know, you don't, the camera's going to be running, but you don't have to stay. Of course I stayed. Um, because I, I, I just, I, 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 I like to watch. 
Um, <laughs> but uh, the uh, so the, like they they go with the minister to sign the register, uh, the like, Lacory and Nikita do, um, and the rest of the family is just sort of chilling on the grass. But the kids. Now that the ceremony is over and they don't have to be well behaved anymore, immediately go for the dice. And so you can hear behind the camera, like giggling and laughing. Um, and like they'll throw, like you'll hear, thunk, I got a seven. Thunk, I got a nine. <laughs> and with every wooden thunk of them throwing the dice super hard, like I'm. It, Corey and Nikita have their backs to the camera signing the register and I'm just watching with every thunk Nikita's shoulders like hitch because she's not sure if her self-made D20s are going to withstand this and she does want those from her wedding day. Uh, They did survive those dice. um, Incredibly uh, cute idea. I I just had this visualization of things that could go horribly wrong with them hucking the dice and bowling down one of the kids <laughs> no it was it was an outdoor ceremony it was, there was plenty of space uh, I do I do love the the idea of bowling for kids though I mean the mansion... I, I feel like that could be made into a game that the kids w- themselves would find hilarious. The mansion that I am going to be renting eventually um, for all of my internet friends to come and hang out in for a week has human bowling. Cool. There will not be kids there, though. It it, it will be a kids-free week. And and, and I don't have kids to... uh, Try to... I, uh, I'm not going to comment on this. <laughs> what? What are you not going to comment on? You're going to like surprise and <laughs> all kinds of cool games and such. Yes. And the children are not allowed to come. Damn, Skippy. Well, I mean, it it there there is one possibility by which it might not be a child-free weekend, but. That's that's too explicit for the airwaves. Is there anything too explicit for practical lunacy? I... No, I, I just don't want to directly make an impregnation joke on air because it's more fun when you allude to it indirectly. Too late. <laughs> I mean, I got it, actually, um, but... I don't. Can you explain the joke to him, for me? Yes, Juliet, I'm saying that if someone gets pregnant on the trip, that it will not be a child-free weekend. It's a joke about Roe v. Wade, because it's going to happen down in the States. Oh, dang, that went dark. Uh, (laughs) But Corn says we are not having a gangbang, or she will hide from a gangbang in the pool. What if the gangbang is in the pool? I mean, I'm just... that is a scene that happens in Sensate, <laughs> which you should watch on Netflix, the sponsor of today's episode. Just saying. Um, sponsor again. Also, no, I, I'm, I'm gonna say there's probably not gonna need. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna say there's probably not gonna be uh, 
well, I can tell you for, for definite, there's not going to be a gangbang. Uh, but, um... Is going to be sport, I don't know. There There might be sex. I don't know. There might be couples there. I don't know. It depends on who comes. Well, uh... I mean, impregnation always depends on who comes. That's I mean, kind oh, of God. asinine as a distinction. Nice. Wah, thanks. Wah, thanks, Baron. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah. Thanks, Baron. Um, You're welcome. You love me. I mean, I do, but... but that's why you need to have your uh, uh, sound thing up. I don't have my sound... I don't have my... My sound effects player on this computer. I, I I have to do stuff with stuff. Can I just uh, remark uh, that at the time of recording, um, it is currently. 5 to 5 a.m. in the morning here. And uh, I may not be as witty as I typically am. Well, we're going to do a Florida story before we leave. All right. Wonderful. Right. Um, we're We're going to do... Florida man dressed in boxers and socks arrested after locking himself into Little Caesars that he burglarized. Well, yeah. Welcome to Florida. It's, uh, you know, always a good idea to, uh, like, I whenever mean, you burgle any place, go back inside so you can lock yourself up in there. I mean, That's the only place that the police are never going to look. The mug shot, though. Oh, God. Where is the mug shot? I just posted uh, it in the, the main chat. <laughs> it's kind of not really looking at the camera. Um, but, uh, yeah. A Florida man dressed only in boxer shorts and socks was arrested after breaking into a Little Caesars and making his way through the drive through window. Early in the morning, Chad Corn, what a name, uh, of Milton, Florida, decided to check the door on the little to the Little Caesars on Navy Boulevard. He found the door unlocked. Wait, what? <laughs> that... Sure. that Somebody didn't do their job. On the drive-through window, they didn't lock it. That's not the point. I mean, no, he said they said door. Ah, whatever. Um, the burglar then decided he had the skills necessary to pull off a daring mid-morning heist. According to deputies, Corn opened the door and began to gather goods. First, it was a bottle of water, then two. He couldn't bring himself to pass up a wrapped brownie on the counter, so he grabbed that as well. Deputies say he made his way through the store and notices an employee's apron. He placed the apron around his waist to complete his outfit. Because that's going to help. 
Uh, there's something about boxer shorts, Hitman. tube socks, and a corporate-inspired apron that must have empowered the burglar. With his collection of stolen items, he makes his way to the door. This is where the properly, the poorly planned escapade begins to unravel. You see, the door from which he had just entered was now locked. The door had failed to lock for the employees, but now worked to perfection. He had locked himself inside. Despite the escape, desperate to escape, he finds, through the darkness of Pizza's past, a dimly lit opportunity. He wonders if he can get past the suspended ceiling tiles, he can access the roof and regain his freedom. He climbs onto the oven so he can pry the tiles free. He pops up through the hole and climbing higher, he begins to struggle. He reaches far and farther still as his weight begins to stress the tiles to failure. Sensing this, he reaches for a group of wires to help stabilize his squirm. Surrounded by disintegrated ceiling tiles and loosely bound wires, he falls all the way to the ground, lands in a tumbled heap of wires, broken ceiling tiles, and hurt feelings. With stars circling his head, he gathers his senses and stands. At about this time, the alarm begins to sound. He panics and hurries for the drive through window. As he makes his way, the phone rings. Oh no! Who could be calling at this hour? Someone should answer the phone. And that someone is Corn. For reasons only he knows, he answered the phone. The conversation would lead to a level of guilt our burglar had, had heretofore not considered. This guilt would cause him to grab a receipt and leave a note. Satisfied, our burglar heads back to the drive through window. At this point, he has been in the store long enough to qualify for employee of the month and is dressed for it. He finally crawls out of the drive through window and into the parking lot, only to come face-to-face -face with a deputy. <laughs> Struggling I to explain mean, his appearance, he is placed under arrest. He has been charged with burglary exceeding $1,000 in damages and petty theft. All right, Berkeley. Oh, wait, of course. Exceeding $1,000 in damages because of the destroyed roof tiling. Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, this guy. Uh, wow. What an accomplishment, I'd say. It's... Uh, at some point... I, I'm just thinking, isn't this, uh, like, the plot to Home Alone? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think so. It sounds, it sounds exactly like a scene from Home Alone, like, it could have been that. But I believe that this is a real story. We're not doing this, this onion thing. Yeah, again. no, this is definitely a real story, um... Trigger wow. wants to know where in Florida, but I did say Milton, Florida, when I read the uh, article. But you know, I also, I also just noticed like uh, this guy is known with his first and last name, Chad Corn. Chad Corn, <laughs> what a name, Chad Corn. 
versus the virgin green beans. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I gotta say, he is quite the chat, right? <laughs> yeah, Trigger, you've missed oh, that because you don't pay attention. Uh What's the average use like? What's the average internet saturation of of your listener base, Luna? Can I quote internet memes on air and have them be understood? I mean, you usually can, yes. Yeah. All right. Cool. cool solid. I'm 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 good with that. You know, I I actually before we go, I just want to bring up because I find this really interesting. So. These these episodes, which are recorded live in front of a live studio audience, um, are are then edited and put up as a podcast. Um, it's available on seven different platforms, including Apple Podcast, Netflix Google Podcast, sponsor, yeah, <laughs> Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Amazon. Uh, you name it, it's it's likely there. Um, but one of the things that my podcast allows me to do is look at my audience um, statistics, as in where people are in the world that are listening. Uh, and for some reason... It feels the need to tell me that a hundred percent of my listeners are, in fact, on Earth. <laughs> um, hey, you, never, you never know; you might have a listener in the ISS. Yes. I, I, I mean, that's not even an option, though. Um, like, well, the 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 Martian black site, then the CIA, the CIA black site on Mars. But so here's the thing that I find interesting about 60 percent of my audience uh as far as the um podcasts go is in germany have you considered vpns oh that's a good point but like it's it's weird because like they're all coming from the same city Maybe you have a a, a, a a fan abroad who is spreading word of mouth about your show. I mean, I guess it's possible. Only 28% is in the United States, which is a little bit weird. Um, which city in Germany uh, are your lovely uh, German listeners? Oh, God, you're going to ask me to pronounce foreign things? Yes, I am. Hesse? Hess? I don't know. H-E-S-S-E. All right, Hesse. Um, but 85% of the people that are listening in the U.S. are listening from Seattle, Washington. Like, <laughs> I find this very interesting. And 4% is in the U.K., in England, and 4% is in Alberta, Canada. Um, the rest of it is, like, minuscule amounts in India, France, Dominican Republic, and Iceland. I like that you have a listener in Iceland. <laughs> you know, I, I uh, mean, it's weird, right? I, I, like I hope that the listener from Iceland hears this and sends us a picture of Eyjafjallajökull. 
Not that I can actually pronounce that, but that was close. <laughs> um, so yeah, if, uh, if you listen to us via the podcast, uh, give us a shout. You can um, find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash practical lunacy. Also on Twitter at twitter.com slash practical lunacy. Uh, if you go to practical lunacy.com, you can find a link to our discord and uh, g- give us a shout and let us know where you're from and what you're listening to and, and you know, all of that. We would love to hear from you. I believe I know who the person in the UK is because until a couple of days ago, there was not anybody in the UK listening and there was also nobody using Apple Podcasts. And when I posted the podcast the other day, somebody on Discord said, hey, can I listen to shows via apple Podcasts, and i was like yes you can and then all of a sudden somebody from the uk is listening and somebody is listening on apple podcasts so i'm assuming i always feel like somebody's watching me and but, uh, I have no privacy. it also oh. tells me the uh-huh. apps that they are using to listen and the devices so I'm gonna be like a little bitch, uh, but it is like you're always a little bitch. That's okay. Oh, no. it, it, is, it, is, it is. Uh, it is time. It is time to go. Uh, that that doesn't make you a little bitch. It's all good. Uh, so yeah, that 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 was it. I just wanted to point out what my statistics were on the podcast and, um. Make a plea to the podcast listeners to let us know who you are and uh, where you are. And um, we will... Because if uh, anybody's going to listen to the end, it's going to be the podcasters. Uh, that is true. Anyway, uh, so we are done for tonight. Uh, this has been a Tuesday night edition of Practical Lunacy. I am not sure when Nixie will be back. Um... I will be talking to her later this week and seeing how she's doing. Um, until then, uh, I'm just trying to line people up. I might get, I might get Michael to come in here one night. Um, I don't know, uh, but uh, there you go. So, uh Stormmaster and I will be back on Friday with Trigger and uh, we'll talk to you then. So have a good night everybody. Enjoy the rest of your week and see you on Friday. Night.